Welcome, everybody. It's what we do every Friday here on 710 ESPN Seattle. It's time to get in the cage. It's brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino, and it has been quite a while since I've had a chance to speak to this individual who is an icon of the sport. You know her. You love her. She's local. She used to be. She lives in Vegas now, and now she's the vice president of one championship. We're talking about the one, the only Misha Tate is with us. Misha, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. So happy to be back in the U.S. You know, I spent about a year and a half over in Singapore, and although it was a unique and, and great experience, like there really is no place like home. <laughs> well, well, I bet. I, I can imagine, and especially with everything that's been going on. And uh, yeah. before we before we get into what's going on in terms of what you guys have coming up with, with uh, one championship, take us through the journey because, I mean, you, you, you left the cage, you started a family, you were managing fighters there for a bit. And now you've got this big fancy title, vice president of one champion. What what is what is your your job? What does a vice president do? You know what? It's a little bit of everything. I feel like um, you know Chatri, the CEO and founder of One Championship. You know, he's a very smart man and a very smart uh, you know business person as well. And and I feel like he created a position for me. You know, he wasn't looking for somebody to fill a position. He brought me in with the intention of like, what can I add to one championship? So, I mean, my, my job definitely, it revolves, it's a revolving job. It moves a lot. There's a lot of changing parts, but you know, I like to be active at the events. I like to um, interview the athletes. I do commentary. Uh, I do uh, pre and post shows, uh, you know, create a lot of content on YouTube. Um, you know, so I just, I, I work a lot. With the events, I would say that's that's primarily what I do, and a lot of brand ambassador type work as well on social media. And you know, we I want to spread the word. I want people to know how great one championship is uh, in the Western market because you know it, it's pretty it's pretty evident in, in Asia. Like people know about one championship, but here in America, in the Western markets, you know, we still got to kind of figure out learn about it. So that's that's what I'm trying to do as well. And actually, we have really cool series of events coming up on TNT, a primetime slot uh, every week in April. So um, if you guys want to check it out, that'll be kind of like the first um, opportunity that, you know, the U.S. market's going to have to see one championship at a time and that's convenient, you know, not early wee hours of the morning. So I'm very excited for that. We'll have Demetrius Johnson fighting on that card, Eddie Alvarez fighting on it. Um, There's so many great athletes. uh, So it's going to be really good. Yeah, we we've had the chance in previous weeks to speak with uh, Eddie, and we had Demetrius on, and we're we'll, we'll get into April seventh here in just a moment. But I'm I'm just curious from your time. I mean, you fought for Strikeforce, you fought in the UFC, so you you see the differences in big promotions and things you probably think they do well versus things you're like, man, I, they should do this better. I would have done that better. Did you take some of that experience and knowledge and and try to apply it to what you're doing with one and say, you know, when I was with Strikeforce or when I was with the UFC, they never did this. And I think this is a great idea. This is how you should work with the fighters. Any, any, any lessons learned, so to speak? Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, there's lots of tidbits of knowledge, you know, being an athlete first, I feel like that's maybe where I add a unique value to the company because I can say from a firsthand perspective what is good for the athletes and what isn't and how we should try to take care of the athletes, you know, that it's that we shouldn't be doing, uh, you know, interviews, uh, you know, moments before they walk out or things, you know, I'm always that person to be like when they run an idea by me, Amy, what do you think about inside locker, you know, 30 minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes before they walk out? I'm like, nope, 
I was like, we shouldn't do that because <laughs> this is why. Here's what it's like to be an athlete, and here's the mental space that they need to get into, and we don't need to disrupt that, you know. So and they're like, okay, great, you know, we wouldn't have known that otherwise. So I really am glad that I can give that firsthand perspective. And I think what one championship does really well, better than any other organization, is the weigh-ins. They uh, don't allow or promote weight cutting whatsoever. So everybody, so if you let's say you fight at 135. You actually weigh in at 145, hydrated. And so we just skip the whole dehydration process. That's it. Everybody mm-hmm. weighs in and they do hydration testing, which, you know, it's just so much better for the athletes, the depletion and the dehydration that it does, you know, to your kidneys, to your organs, to the water losing off your brain, you know, to the, that causing more and worse knockouts. So I'm just really glad that one championship is, um, you know, is changing the game as far as the weight cutting aspect goes. Cause that's the nasty part of the sport. That's the fight before the fight. And so it's just nice when a fighter can just focus on performing the day of what other sport in this world would ask a professional athlete to about kill themselves, severe dehydration. Well, I'm talking to like stuck in a desert for three days, bad dehydration. You go to the hospital, they're going to freak out and IV you and, you know, put you in, admit you to emergency. What other sport would ask athletes to do that? It just makes no sense. So I'm so glad to see one championship just get rid of that. Wow, that's I, I was completely unaware. So if you're fighting at light heavy, if you're 205, do you weigh in at, at 215? Or what? How, is it 10 pounds for every division? Is that how it works? It's, uh, it's you know, for the light heavy weight, that's a good question. I actually should know the answer to that. I apologize that I don't. But <laughs> I know it. it I believe, as far as I understand it, is that it's uh, one weight class above. So I'm not okay. sure if they put it, have put a cap on that light heavyweight, if there's a like a 15 pounds. But I know for like 170, for instance, um, uh, that 185, that you can weigh in 185. So you have the whatever the next weight class is. Gotcha. But that light heavy, I'm not so sure if they can go like that much up in weight. Gotcha. No, that's, I yeah. mean, what, what a huge thing. And nobody knows better than you, obviously, what it is to go through that. And usually, you know, that's that that might be the lesson learned from Strike Force or UFC. When they would offer fighters to us, it was always the week of the fight, which is you're right in the middle of your weight cut. And often we're talking to you yeah. and you you got no energy or the last thing you want to do is speak to anybody and you're trying to drop 15 pounds in six days, yeah. or, you know, and just and we've seen people step on that scale and look like they're a step away from from passing out. Their kidneys are shutting down. Yeah. I, I think that is a yeah. huge, yeah. huge thing. I, um, I, I firsthand have experienced it with athletes, too, where, you know, they're not even able to pass urine for until like. 12 hours later and then they're peeing brown you know which is a sign of blood in the urine it's obviously i mean we're talking about extreme damage long-term damage to the body of and it's a short career as it is you know and i just i don't like the idea of these athletes short you know shortening their careers or or potentially even worse you know shortening their life like by taking that 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 such an ugly nasty process to have to cut all that weight down so I'm very proud of one proud of one championship. I want everybody to know that they are very much athlete first and athlete safety. And um, I'm I'm a huge advocate for that myself, having been an athlete. Yeah, that that that's fantastic. And and the action starts April seventh. And you brought it up. Uh, TNT. 
What a great platform. I mean, it's not some obscure website or some obscure channel nobody's heard of. We've, we've seen that with different, you know, fighting promotions where it's, hey, find us here. I'm like, I've never heard of that channel. I didn't even know what that is. And here you are on TNT, <laughs> yeah. which is a, a fantastic platform. Just talk about what, what you feel like that means to the promotion, because I think people are still getting to know one. You were very familiar with the UFC, very familiar with Bellator. Uh, but one is starting to make noise, and we'll, we'll talk about some of the fighters. But just being on that platform, what does that mean to the product? Well, you know, look, I mean, we're we're an Asian-based promotion who is looking to expand around the world. And we do have a global presence, right? We have fighters from all around the world, and we have interest and viewership from all around the world. But we know that the Western market is, is you know, a, a goal of ours. It's where we, we want to expand. You know, there's a lot of great MMA f- and fight fans here. And I think, um, you know, part of catering to that market is obviously getting somewhere where it's easily accessible and at a time when it's, when it's convenient to watch. And it's just, you know, it's easier said than done when, you know, you, you are, especially during a worldwide, you know, a global pandemic, you know, so all the events like we wanted to come and, and actually put a show down at the, at the end uh, Q4 of 2020, we wanted to, you know, touch down and make fights live here in the U.S. But, you know, with COVID, it wasn't able to happen. So I think we're making lemonade with lemons here. We're, we're, we have a great partnership with TNT. We're going to be on, you know, primetime slot. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're making the best of it and moving in the right direction. And I'm just so excited for the U.S. fans to be able to see, you know, what one championship is all about at a convenient time, you know, on TNT, an easy place to watch it as well. Well, and, and how I would imagine it's huge getting getting some of the name value that you've been able to bring over there. Demetrius Johnson may be the greatest mixed martial artist ever. If he's not, he's in the conversation. I mean, for anybody that follows the sport, you're well aware of who he is. So having somebody with that resume as part of it, and then you bring in maybe one of the most exciting fighters you're ever going to see. Eddie Alvarez has never been in a dull fight, right? He's a guy who's no. always been incredibly <laughs> exciting. He's over there. Then you, you got the young up-and-comer who made a bit of noise in the UFC with Sage Northcutt as part of the promotion. So yeah. I, would, I would imagine that's huge in terms of getting over to the fans that maybe aren't quite as familiar with the promotion. You talk about it being Asian-based, and a lot of the fighters aren't well-known out here, but having faces and names like those three I just mentioned – has to go a long way. Oh, absolutely. I think they add a tremendous um, draw and name value to the promotion. But I think what people will be in for a surprise and a treat is all the other fighters are fantastic as well. And they fight so hard, you guys. I just, I don't, I don't know how to put words into it because you cannot describe the kind of passion and ferocity and drive that these athletes bring. And I think part of it is because, you know, a lot of times they're coming from the bottom rungs of society. And, you know, I, I don't know how to put it more eloquently, but they don't have the opportunities. You know, it's not like they can choose like, oh, do I get, you know, can I go to school and be a doctor? Can I be a fighter? Can I be this kind of athlete? Can I, you know, we're very privileged in America and I, I'm very blessed, you know, to have been a part of that. But there are places in the world where, you know, these the, this opportunity is once in a lifetime, you know, and for one championship to make a promotion, pay them well so that they can provide for their families and make their dreams come true. I mean, that's something that I don't think in their wildest dreams and imagination they could have 
thought would be an opportunity. I'll tell you, Stamp Fairtex, for example, she was she started uh, Muay Thai when she was like eight or nine years old. She was a breadwinner of her family at eight or nine years old. When mm. she would go out and fight, she'd walk around the ring and get like the dollars that they put around the neck, and that that's how her family survived. And you know, she's a multi multi sport world champion. Um, she's just incredible. She's doing MMA now too. So she's actually going to be a part of the Adam Waite Grand Prix that's going to be, um, kicking off. So, um, that won't be a part of the April events, but after that, we'll have some treats to look forward to as well. So, you know, when, when you have so much to fight for, um, these fighters just, they deliver, they are incredible. And, and Demetrius, you know, Talk about him being one of the, you know, the GOAT. To me, in my, in my mind, Demetrius is the best fighter that's ever walked the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. And he's had some some tough fights. He's had some tough goes at it. It hasn't been a cakewalk for him over at one championship. So there's a lot of talent. Um, and it's, it's yeah, it's going to be a hell of a month. April's going to be a good month. Well, you, you bring up his tough challenge. I mean, Eddie had a really rough debut with one championship. And I, and I, talked, yeah. to, I talked to him about just... I, I, I think what's lost on some fans is maybe they're not familiar with the names. You brought up some names and, and you know, they're not, they're not the ones we hear all the time in the UFC or Bellator where you're familiar with them. So I think because people don't know these names, they feel like, well, this is the, this is the B league or this is a, a lesser product or a lesser talent. And I talked to Demetrius and Eddie about both, you know, that both of them about the very same thing, say, uh-huh. saying, you know, just because you don't know their name, doesn't mean they're they're a lesser <laughs> yeah. talent. These guys are just as good, if not better, than a lot of the fighters that are on the UFC roster or on the Bellator roster. And uh-huh. I assume you agree with that. Yes. Well, yeah, Eddie's first fight it was against a kid named Nasty Yukin, and he is just a savage, I mean, a beast. And he finished Eddie. He he finished him, TKO. Um, dropped him and you know, so and then and then uh Eddie had to come back and fight Edward Falong and you know, he was kinda taking some hard leg kicks and got got put down a little bit in the first round and then he had to come back and his, you know, his stellar wrestling and championship mindset and, you know, getting through any kind of adversity, he was able to get the submission win. But I mean, I'm telling you guys that these fighters are, um, they're fantastic. They're amazing to watch. And, and, um, Demetrius is going to be fighting for the championship against Adriano Moraes. So, um, who's 18 and three and, you know, a beast of his own, right. So that will be a great fight. Um, yeah, and I just can't say enough great things. I hope everybody gives it a chance because I promise you won't be let down. I I think they will, and I'm I'm curious uh, just quickly before we let you go here in a few moments. Uh, as a you're a pioneer of this sport, you know whether we're just talking about men or women. Period. You're a pioneer in bringing it to the level that it is now. Did you ever imagine? I mean, you're, we're talking about one championship on TNT. Bellator just signed a deal with Showtime. You've got UFC on ESPN. I mean, these are mainstream, massive outlets for the sport of MMA. When you started back when you were, before you were Cupcake, you were Takedown Tate. You were, you know, way in the beginning. Did you ever imagine it would be this global and this mainstream, if you will? Couldn't have fathomed it. Nope. I never would have thought, I never would have thought that I would continue doing it and be on a mainstream platform and, become a world champion and all these things because at that time it wasn't if that wasn't realistic you know women just were not uh taken seriously and it was a bit of a, a spectacle and you know so I was doing it because I just loved to compete and I was passionate about it it made me feel alive and I was just enjoying the process and then you know one step at a time continuing to follow my passion and where my heart was leading me 
you know, it led me to great places and it continues to do so as, as I've kind of graduated on and now I'm working, you know, the other side of it, um, no longer the athlete, but, you know, working with one championship and promoting the athletes, the, the up and comers, and it's wonderful to see uh, MMA flourish and to see how women's MMA is also starting to really take a solid grip on what it means to be a fighter, you know, that women are fighters as well and that we can deliver epic performances that people want to watch and get excited for and see. So the evolution of the sport is, it's grand and it's wonderful. And I'm so, so uh, happy to be a process, uh, a part of that process. Is there, is there ever a moment, Misha, when you're watching a fight uh, and you're thinking, I could still do this. I could beat that. I could beat that girl. I could do, I could do, I mean, cause you're not oh. old. You're thir- You're only 34. Yeah. I'm sure you're in great shape. Is there still that fighter in you every once in a while that says, I, I could get in there and do some damage. You know what? I'm not going to lie. Every time I watch a fight, I always am like, I get pumped up. My adrenaline gets going. Like my, I, I feel it. Like I just, I, I do enjoy that. And I put myself in there. I'm like, I bet you I could beat that girl. You know, like, I think I could do it if I wanted to come back and do it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'll ever lose that kind of like fiery, just the attitude of like, yeah, but you know, and I still love training. I'm still, so I'm, I'm trying to maybe get like a grappling match lined up this summer and do some kind of competition that way. Maybe, um, maybe for submission underground, Shug, uh, a good old Pacific Northwest boy, uh, Chael Sonnen, you know, doing his thing, you know, (laughs) out there too you know he's like got his own promotion going submission underground and so I'd, i've uh, competed for him once before and i think um, i'm going to be looking to do it again this summer well we we i can't wait till things open up and we can have people in the building and stuff because when we do you you've got to come back to your home state you've got to come back in studio we had you in studio it's, man it's been a few years and we were talking about trying to get you to raise the 12th man flag trying to get that campaign going with the seahawks to get you out there as a as a well-known seahawks yeah. fans so we, we need to- we did we made that made that happen so i appreciate that for from you guys like that was amazing it was and i would love to come back anytime it would be my pleasure um so and, yeah great to catch up with you again yeah, everybody check it out. One on TNT, April 7th. Demetrius Johnson in action, Eddie Alvarez in action, and we've been speaking with Washington's own. We still claim you. I know you live in Vegas. We still claim you out here. Washington's own Misha Tate, vice president of One Championship, has been our guest. Misha, so cool to catch up with you again. Thanks so much for the time. I wish you nothing but the best. And when you get back into the state and when things open up, we'd love to have you in studio. Absolutely. I'll let you guys know. Thank you so much again. And yeah, everybody tune in because those are going to be some great fights for free on TNT. You'll love it. Um, And look for me and I'll be a part of the broadcast in, in multiple ways. So I'll see you guys in April.